Hello, and welcome again to Fat Loss Secrets. I am so excited that you're joining me today. My name is Angela. In case you're brand new, I happen to be a certified macro nutrition coach and emotional eating expert. And I also, about 20 years ago, was an amateur fitness competitor. It's where I learned a lot of the stuff about fat loss and overcoming emotional eating and sabotage challenges. And now I'm here over 40 fighting the good fight against weight gain and uh, fighting for fat loss and all the things that happens to us women when we hit midlife, right? And I'm here to help support you with your own personal weight loss, fat loss, fitness journey as well. So um, as, as of the time of this recording, we are heading into the new year. And I've kind of been reflecting a bit on my weight loss journey this past week. Uh, I've been sharing a bit more about it on social media and writing about it and everything like that. And I think it's a good practice to just kind of, I mean, we tend to do it anyway at the end of a year, but I also tend to do these on big milestones like my birthday and things like that. I I just like to reflect on what has been and really try to glean the wisdom and the learnings and the information from where I've been and utilize some of those lessons and take some of that wisdom so that I can now use it for the next leg of the journey. Because wherever you're at right now, listening to this or watching this, you're on your journey and you've got something ahead of you, right? You've got six months ahead of you, you've got three months ahead of you, or you've got a brand new year ahead of you, whatever, wherever you may find yourself. And you've got a span of time that you can look back on and say, okay, what did I do the last six months? What worked and what didn't? And where do I want to go? And how do I want to take what has happened in the past and use it? for my best good to springboard me into what I would like to create in my future. And weight loss is a very tangible way to take a look at those things and to say, well, here's where I am. <laughs> here's where I've been. And here's where I'd like to go because weight loss, you know, it's, it, there are numbers. You can quantify all of your actions and behaviors. And that's why I think it's a wonderful process to be able to involve yourself in, but it can also be a struggle because you actually see whether you're making progress or not. And that can be really difficult to look at those numbers and be like, ah, I don't know how to figure this out, right? It's very in your face, right? So just to get you up to speed with my journey over this past year, um, weight loss has felt like a huge struggle for me. Now, just so you know, I am not the type of person who's always in a in a fat loss phase or trying to lose weight. Um, and it, it seems like up until my second pregnancy being, I, I, I have, I have lost and gained weight several times over the course of my life. Um, when I learned how to properly eat and exercise to have the body that I want to have, and, and I learned how to amateur bodybuild, I really learned the secret to, oh, this is how you manage weight. This is how you shape your body. This is, these are the principles. These are the things I need to be doing to be able to have control over how my body looks and my weight maintenance. So I learned all that stuff then. And then I got pregnant and I gained over a hundred pounds in the pregnancy. Um, a lot of reasons for that won't go into them here, but then I had to find myself shoveling back out from that, you know, when my daughter was about one and a half and I successfully was able to do it. And I was successfully able to maintain my most empowered weight, which is about like 135 ish, you know, and size two. And I was able to maintain that for a good long while. And then I got pregnant again and I didn't gain quite as much weight with my second pregnancy, but I was older. I was close to 40 and uh, it just seemed like that weight would not come off. And so I've 
was able to kind of get closer or keep it off longer. But as I've been getting closer and closer to 40, it's been a lot harder. And now that I'm soon to be 43, it definitely, I've noticed a change in how my body responds. And I just can't do things exactly the same way I did them in my 20s and my 30s. I'm, I'm having to be more patient. And I'm going to get into that here in a second, because those were some of the things I've been reflecting on this year. Um, and within that, these past, I'd say like five years or so, um, I've had a, several like personal setbacks that have caused me to gain weight. Two years ago, I got long COVID and, or I got COVID first and it was a really, really bad case. Nothing that hospitalized me, but I couldn't get out of bed for three weeks. I thought I was going to die. Everyone said I seemed great, but I felt like I was going to die. <laughs> I had never been that sick before. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't do anything. And then after it was all over, um, I couldn't exercise. Um, I had long COVID. My heart rate was through the roof all the time. I had to rehabilitate myself to be able to exercise. Um, I got these horrible brain fog issues. I can't even describe how it feels in your head, but it would feel like these storms in my head, not like a seizure, but almost like I wasn't seizuring, but like it would, it would just be debilitating. Um, and then I, I would have chronic fatigue constantly. Like every little thing I did would make me tired. I'd have to nap all the time. So I kind of woke up after COVID in this completely new body that I didn't recognize. It wasn't healthy and fit. And I had been super healthy and fit before I got sick. So in the span of a couple of years, I'm dealing with health issues that nobody knows how to fix. I don't know how to fix. I've never had a chronic condition before. My, my health has never failed me before. So that was a new place to be. And a lot of times I coped with it with eating because I didn't know what else to do. I just felt so horrible. I was trying to distract myself and I, I didn't have any answers. And then um, soon after that, my father passed away. And next thing I know is I'm grief drinking and, and, um, you know, grief eating to some degree, trying to main, you know, manage it and not do too much. But it, it was really hard because I'd never had to overcome challenges like that in my life before. So needless to say, it's been an interesting three years or so. And this past year, I was like, this is the year I'm taking it off. I am done. I was at my highest weight that I've ever been at for the past 10 years, basically my pregnancy weight with my second born. And now you carry it different when you've been working out and building muscle for like, you know, 20 years, which I'm proud to say I have been. So that's a good plus, you know, I carried it different than when I was pregnant, but, um, but not where I want to be. Right. I want to, I wanted to lose about 30 pounds this year. So for the first half of the year, I fought, but I struggled and I felt like I was trying everything. I was trying to cut calories. I was trying different supplements to speed things up. I was trying lots of cardio and weight training and spending two hours in the gym. And I just, you know, it was, it just seemed like I would take one step forward, a couple steps back. And it just seemed like I was going nowhere. And so then around summertime, I finally was like, well, you know what? Maybe my, my metabolism just needs to rehab a little bit. So I stopped trying to diet and I went ahead and I was like, well, I'm going to eat to maintenance and, but I'm going to still eat healthy because I believe in that. That's who I want to be. I don't want to just go nuts and eat whatever I want. I, I believe in eating principled and eating for health and for how I feel best all the time, but I'm not going to worry about trying to cut calories. I'm just, I'm not going to think about it as closely. I'm not going to track as much. It's going to be more of the intuitive eating with my lifestyle framework that I've built throughout the years of this is how I eat when I'm not on a diet. And lo and behold, I was kind of shocked to find out 
Now, I shouldn't be shocked because I teach this, but when it's yourself and you teach it all the time and it happens to you, sometimes you get re-shocked. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I started to respond when I started to eat more food. So when I started to just go back to maintenance calories and and just kind of go back into that healthy posture, I think um, my body needed some sort of replenishment probably. And I began to start to see progress being made. And so that's when I began to take that learning and say, okay, my body needs a lot more refeeds. My body needs a lot more maintenance days. So how can I take that and I build that into my strategy for the rest of the year? So basically from the summer on, I started to really incorporate a lot of refeed days. I started to really incorporate a lot of days where um, where I was working out hard, but I was eating a lot, usually on weekends and things like that. Um, and it was easier to pull back during the week when I'm really busy and it's harder for me to get all my food in. And, and then I started to notice, okay, my body's responding really well to this carb cycling. And I started to get momentum and I was able to kind of hone things and see that, oh, I am making progress. It's a little slower than I would like, but I am making progress. My body is responding. And as long as I know what my body is responding to, and I can see that we're moving forward, some of that angst really comes off because I'm willing to be patient. I'm willing to let go of the timelines, but it gets really frustrating when you feel like you're not getting anywhere, no matter what you're trying and you're giving it your all. It feels really good when you give it your all and you see, oh, my body is responding to me, giving it my all. I just have to stay at this level of giving it <laughs> for me to continue to keep moving. That's a whole nother discussion altogether. So here are some of the takeaways that, and the learnings that I'm taking away from my personal weight loss journey this year. And I'm sharing it, hoping that you can kind of find some commonality and say, yeah, me too. I feel that way too. I'm also sharing it because I want you to know I, I'm very familiar with this struggle. I am intimately familiar with this struggle and I know it works. And I know it doesn't. And I, and I know what it feels like mentally to be in the, in the middle stages where I'm not where I was, but I'm not yet arrived. And I know it feels like the fight, this fight a couple times with different stages in your life. And that's why when I teach what, my private clients and what I talk about here. I talk about it because it works. It's This is a system for management of weight maintenance. This isn't a fad diet where you lose the weight and then you hope to keep it off for the rest. You're gonna always need to maintain and manage your weight throughout life because your body's gonna do different things. You're not always gonna be this, the same weight necessarily. And it's not just gonna be a magical set point you know, all the time. There are gonna be periods of time where you might gain a little bit and you now need to use your skills to get it back to where you would like it to be. Um, but most of the time when you implement these things, you really can set it and forget it. You're not trying to lose 20 pounds every year. You're just trying to stay within five. But for me, over the course of several years with all the things I've been dealing with and changes in my body, yeah, I, I did accumulate an extra 30 pounds. And now I've got to figure out what my body likes best for me to be able to get it off. So here's the learnings that I wanted to share with you. Um, that is to hopefully be something that you can implement, that you can take one of these and apply to yourself and, and be able to find a greater sense of uh, success or satisfaction as you go about reaching your goals um, with where you are right now. Number one, letting go of the timeline. So one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of dieters make is they have a time frame in their head when they go on this diet. And of course, I don't know anybody on the planet 
that doesn't want weight loss to happen as fast as possible. Like you probably wouldn't be normal or you wouldn't be human if you didn't want it to be as fast as possible. I mean, name any goal. Of course we want it to be as fast as possible. Um, I want to make a million dollars. Well, I would like to do it tomorrow. That's why people play the lottery, right? They want it as fast and as easy as possible. So of course, whenever someone, you know, says I want to lose 30 pounds, the first thought is how can we make this happen as painless and as fast as possible? That's what your brain likes, right? But that's not conducive to transformation. Sadly, what makes transformation and what makes you grow and change as a person and, and upgrade yourself as a person is resistance. And I use the analogy of resistance training. Like when you go to train your muscles to make bigger muscles, to look more toned, to have a better looking butt or nicer arms or whatever it is you want, you have to work against a heavy resistance that causes you to fail. Otherwise, you your body will not get the signal to, oh, I need to grow so that I can overcome that resistance, right? Same thing mentally and emotionally in life. I need to grow to overcome this resistance. So it's not the resistance or the challenge that's the problem. It's our approach to it. And so a lot of times people set these timelines. I want to lose 30 pounds by, you know, June. I want to lose, which, and that's not necessarily in of, of itself bad to set timetables, right, to aim for. But we get so fixated on, I failed if I didn't meet it in the time allotted, right? We get so fixated on the timeline. So dieters will will have a trip coming up or a special event or a significant date on the calendar, some kind of an end date, and they'll get fixated on that end date. And if they aren't making progress at the speed or the rate that they wanted to make progress, they throw up their hands and they blow it all up and they say, you know, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, or they get frustrated or they say, I can't lose weight or, you know, they fail automatically. I believe in setting, you know, you know, with any goal, we want to set some loose timelines. We want to aim for something to be done because, you know, goals are dreams with deadlines, right? Otherwise, we don't have something to keep us coming back and, and keep us accountable, but we want to be very careful about how we set those timelines. I wanted to lose 30 pounds by the end of this year. I did not accomplish that goal, but I did lose 15, right? So I'll take it. I'll take it. So I let go of the time and I had to figure some stuff out in order to get to that 15 that now as I retake up that mantle, you know, as I go into the next year, I think I'll be able to probably implement better and do it a little quicker and make things move a little bit faster. The timeline that I like to set to know that I'm in the pocket for um, for weight loss, because we don't want to see nothing, right? We want to be able to assess and say, well, should I be getting more? Is there something wrong with what I'm doing? It feels like I'm not getting anywhere. But we also want to be able to say, wait a minute, is it true that I'm not getting anywhere? We want to be able to assess our progress. And so you do need a timeline and you do need to weigh or have some sort of a measurement for progress in order to do that. And for me, what tends to be the best for me and my body is if I'm losing 15 pounds, I need at least 15 weeks because I'm shooting for one pound per week. Uh, and that's because of what I currently weigh, how much time I have to be able to give to exercise. And also I go by the barometer of you really can only lose like, you know, 0.5 to 1% of your total body weight per week. So if I weigh 150 pounds, the max I could hope to lose that week is one and a half pounds. And that's going to take a lot of focus and training and burning calories in order to do that. And that may not be conducive to my life. So we want to set a loose timeline, like in my head, okay, 2024, 
I'm looking at 15 pounds. So I'm going to look at 15 to 20 weeks. So I'm going to be looking at like three or four months in order to lose the next 15 pounds. For some people that might sound like an eternity, but I know that that's what's realistic and that's what's doable. And that when I follow the process, that is actually what, you know, what it takes. And I learned this from when I did my amateur bodybuilding shows like that's, they would set the timeline out from when they could be prepped and ready for the show based upon their current weight. And they'd say, okay, how much do I need to be losing every week approximately? And they would kind of plot it all out and plan it all out from there. And that would determine, do I sign up for this show? You know, if I'm here by the time, if I'm not moving as quickly, because that was the other thing I learned, like sometimes your body won't respond the way you think. So you've got to kind of adjust, okay, well, maybe not this show. Maybe I do this show. Or you have to kind of change your tactics when when you see how your body's actually responding. So it's easier for me to kind of say, okay, I would like to lose 15 pounds. I'm looking at about four months out to be able to do that. And then you start to kind of work that strategy and how much you're able to really stay compliant on that strategy is going to determine how fast or, or your ability to consistently get that weight off from week to week. So that's the only way I would really set a timeline that even now, like I'm not competing for a show. So I might be thinking, okay, it's going to take realistically if I'm on it for, for 15 to 20 weeks, that's what it's going to take. Am I willing to dedicate myself to that? What does my life look like in the next several months? What is that really going to mean for me? And I kind of plot it out. So the timeline's helpful for me to overcome challenges and get resourceful. But if I'm not exactly, if I'm only 10 pounds down, let's say by June, I'll take it. I'm not going to crap all over myself because I only did 10 and I didn't do 15, right? I'll take it. Even if I'm five down, I'll take it and I'll say, okay, what's the learning here? What do I need to know? What am I not doing? Or what do I need to let go of? Or what? how do I need to focus on this? Because I'm going to get there eventually, okay? I am going to get there eventually. Um, the timeline is for the purpose of strategizing and taking a look at and assessing but it's not a report card of if I'm good or bad or passing or failing, or if it's working or not. It's, it's simply to help me kind of stay in process and stay the course and evaluate. Right. Um, I mentioned embracing the challenges, learning possibilities. I won't camp on this, but this is one of my takeaways is really making sure that you're in that growth and learning mindset and seeing the challenges, not as the obstacle to undo you, but the obstacle that will help you prove you, that will help you get better, that will help you grow. And when we embrace, it's like a game. If you're, if you're a video gamer and you play a video game, the obstacle isn't there to make you, you know, throw up your hands and throw the controllers across the room. I mean, the fun of playing the game is figuring out how to get over the challenge and then getting that little dopamine hit when you figured it out, right? That's what we, that's how we want to approach this weight loss journey. The challenges that we have are, are, are possibilities. They're, they're things to help make us better, help us grow. So let's find, let's look at the challenge as fun and as an opportunity. And let's rise to the occasion instead of making it a source of frustration and anger and, and feeling like it's unfair that you have a challenge. Everybody has a challenge. It's a lie that everybody has it easier than you. They do not. I talk to them privately. <laughs> I know just so much, even the people who are successful at the weight loss and like, oh, but she's successfully lost weight. It doesn't seem like it's a problem. No, I know it's been a problem for her. We've had lots of discussions about the problem. She's just learned to overcome them, right? So the, the next learning that kind of goes along with that is embracing where you're at on the journey. Because so many women, when they when they think about weight loss, they, they are not embracing who they are. They're not embracing where they currently are. 
They think that if I get skinnier or if I lose the weight, I will like myself more and I'll be happier. So they're already starting from, you know, below zero. And they're just hoping to get to an acceptable place where they can start loving and liking themselves. Weight loss will never do that for you. Been there, done that. Never. I've been skinny and miserable. I've been fat and happy. I've been everything in between. And I can promise you that your body and how skinny you are or what jeans you can fit in are not going to change how you feel about you because that's a moving goalpost and you're, and how you feel about you is how you're going to feel about you when you're skinny. How you feel about you right now, you're still going to be you when you're skinnier. Being in a smaller body isn't going to change how you treat you. Only you inside can do that. So accepting and embracing you right now where you are and partnering with yourself as a friend on this journey. And instead of pushing against where you're at, instead of, um, you know, it's kind of like the grief process too. Like when the more you accept what is, the easier it is to move forward. And so when you accept, okay, I'm here. I don't like that I'm 15 pounds overweight right now, but I'm here and I accept me and I have the power to change it. That allows you to fight from a position of strength versus I can't stand how I look. I can't believe it's so disgusting. I don't even want to see myself. And now you, you can't, you're cornering yourself. You're taking away your power. And, um, and it's not going to change the fact that you're 15 pounds overweight, no matter how much you hate yourself, it's not going to make this process or crap on yourself. It's not going to make it any better. It's only going to make it worse. And you're going to want to hide more and eat more to escape the, the, those feelings. So embracing where you're at can be, is part of the superpower of being able to move forward. It makes it a lot easier. And it's a, a position of honesty too. When, when we're crapping on ourselves all the time, we're actually being dishonest. We're not willing to, we're making it worse than it is. We're not looking at all the qualities we have that are in our favor too. It's a dishonest scale. And so when we embrace, this is the truth about where I'm at and I'm embracing it. I'm accepting the truth and you fight from truth. Then you fight from power. Um, another big lesson was because there were so many spots along the way where I felt so frustrated And it's easy to eat out of that frustration. It's easy to blow things up. But learning how to choose and continue to learn, this is a lesson that I revisit many times. (laughs) Still learning it, have mastered it, but continue to master it as I move forward. Um, Choosing to act out of who I am with food and, and becoming more of that instead of choosing to eat and act out of how I feel. So what happens for a lot of women is we get frustrated or we have a bump in the road or something unexpected or stress or something interrupts our life emotionally. And instead of continuing to eat out of who I want to be and making my choices for food based upon who I want to be and who, and, and the, and the new version of me that is emerging and the person that I want to be, who is at my ideal weight. So me choosing to eat as the version of me who weighs 135 pounds, right? Instead of making those decisions from that place, you start to make decisions based on, well, how am I feeling right now? And I can tell you this past week, I have violated that because we're going into Christmas. I've got family arriving from out of town as of the recording date for this. And I have felt so stressed and I have been finding myself just more and more eating out of how I feel and convenience versus eating how out of who I want to be and commanding that. But that is, we have to eat out of principle. You know, if you're eating 80% of the time out of who you want to be and out of the principle, I'm eating 
for pleasure, yes, there's pleasure involved, but not just for pleasure, not just for emotional coping, you know, mechanisms, not just out of emotion. I'm enjoying the pleasure that comes with this, but I am eating out of who I am in a controlled and um, disciplined way because that gives me maximum freedom, maximum pleasure, maximum enjoyment out of all of it. You know, when I act out of that, I do well. But when I abandon that and I just start reacting and eating based upon reacting to how I feel, then it spirals down into worse and worse things. So next year, I want to continue to choose to act out of who I am and who I am becoming instead of just how I feel at the time. And then some strategy things that I'll just kind of throw in there too. This is this is something that is not universal. Um, what I j- gave up until now is pretty universal in terms of how to approach the weight loss journey and the lessons. But this is going to go more into strategy and this can get more individual depending upon how bodies respond. But what I learned about myself um, being 42 and um, rehabbing my body, having a lot of medical issues and, you know, stressors and things. And I, I, this past year, I learned my body does not respond to cardio. It, It actually stressed it out more and I would stop losing. So I did less cardio because of needing to rehab my body still and all the stressors from grief and um, medical conditions and things like that. And I focused more on um, getting my heart rate up while I lifted weights and doing some really short and sweet hit trainings like three times a week. Um, Not a whole ton, not for like 30 minutes, but like 10 minutes of hit training at the end of a workout here and there. And that actually started to move the needle a lot more. I also found that eating more carbs, my body liked it a lot better. So I implemented a lot more carb cycling, which allowed me to have higher calorie days more often. And then, um, you know, you kind of have to surf through the lower calorie days, but uh, having those high ones and then dropping it helped my body respond better to the high ones and having those refeeds. I looked forward to them and my body seemed to do really, really well after eating more carbs and having more calories. And in general, I'm allowing myself to have some more calories um, because my body just seems to respond to high protein, high carb, and a little bit higher calorie. Um, It seemed to drop the fat a lot better. And my metabolism seemed to be doing a lot better doing that. It's all stuff I preach to my clients, all stuff I preach to women, but it's harder when, when you're doing it to yourself, because you're, you're thinking that you're missing something. You're like, yeah, but it's not going to work for me. No, it does. It did work for me. So that was some strategic lessons that I learned along the way as well. And I'd love to get your feedback. I'd love to hear, you know, what you can relate to in this, um, in my personal journey of fat loss over this past year, um, and what you find challenging in your journey. And what, even what things have worked for you or are working for you and who you would like to be in this upcoming year in 2024. Um, you are always welcome to reach out to me through email. You can email me, Angela, at getfitwithangela.com. I will leave all my links in the show notes. Or you can always reach out to me at my website, getfitwithangela.com. Or follow me on Instagram or on Facebook. You're always welcome to reach out. We can start some conversations there. But I would love to know what are the lessons that you've learned about your personal weight loss or fitness journey this past year? And what are some of the lessons that you're taking with you into this brand new year, into your journey now? So thanks for hanging out with me. Talk to you next time.